I had never really thought about media with technology as as much as this program focuses on it. You know, it, I, it was super basic. Like, all right, if I'm making a, a news a news package, taking out my camera, I'm taking out my lighting kit. Now it's artificial intelligence. Now it's um, augmented virtual and mixed reality. Welcome to Newhouse Impact, a collaboration between the SI Newhouse School of Public Communications and WAER. I'm Kevin Kloss. On this episode, I chat with Adam Peruta, Director of Advanced Media Management and Associate Professor in Magazine News and Digital Journalism. He's joined by Michael Mulford, a recent graduate of the Advanced Media Management Program. We discuss the growth of the program, its relevance in 2023, and some of its unique offerings. Adam, Michael, thanks so much for coming by today. Really appreciate your time. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Thank you. So, Adam, I want to start with you and just talking about advanced media management, new discipline over at the Newhouse School. We hear those words. Maybe we have an understanding in our head about what's being studied. As the person in charge of that, what does that actually mean when we hear advanced media management? Yeah, so the advanced media management program is a graduate program where we try to put students at the intersection of media technology and sprinkle in a little bit of uh, business. A few of the courses in the program that are required are from our Whitman School as well. Um, this isn't actually a new discipline. The program has been around since the early aughts, though it's gone through quite an evolution and the name has changed various times really just to keep up with whatever is going on in the industry at that time. Um, you know, there are other media management programs at other schools and, and universities, but ours with the advanced in front of it is really supposed to signify the emphasis on how emerging technologies are impacting the media industry and our students' future jobs uh, in industry as well. So Adam, you've been in charge of this program now for about two years. Since you came on board, what have been some of the directions you've tried to push the program in specifically? So first, a name change was in order. It previously used to be new media management, and that term is a little bit dated now. So that needed a refresh along with various aspects of the curriculum. Now there is a course that is a rotating topics course, so that can change every year based on, again, what's actually happening in industry or be more aligned with the um, person's expertise and background who will be teaching the class. So for example, last year it was called Web3 for media professionals and focused on blockchain, crypto, virtual reality, the metaverse. This year that class is going to be focused on artificial intelligence. Along with the curricular stuff, we have created some really what I think are special and unique experiences that happen outside of the classroom and also brought on some uh, world-class instructors to teach these courses. Is it a challenge to have that much of a shift in that area of focus going from Web3 one year then going to AI the next year? Is that, is that a real challenge in terms of curriculum and preparation? One hundred percent. I mean, because if we are not teaching what's actually happening in industry, then what's the what's the point? Right. So on, you know, my behalf and for all of our instructors, it just requires a lot of reading, a lot of learning, a lot of doing. I spend a good portion of every single day just just doing a lot of reading to stay current 
And I'm telling you, many, many days I wake up and I have like heart palpitations because right now we're at this big inflection point and um, things are moving very quickly, changing very fast. And I, and I, most days I feel like, whoa, can we just slow down a little bit here so I can catch up? So it's a real challenge. And Michael, last year you were a student in the Advanced Media Management Program. Talk about what brought you to that program. You spent some time in Newhouse, obviously getting an undergraduate degree, but what made you want to join this program specifically? Sure. So um, when I was in the industry, I, I was fortunate enough to spend a few years doing news and documentaries in Manhattan. Um, I realized that I was missing some of the technology and business skills required to uh, hopefully one day become a media executive. I'm not sure where, but it would be nice to have a leadership position. And I realized that um, I was able to get by as an undergrad here in the BDJ program, Broadcast and Digital Journalism. It was fantastic. I loved my professors. I loved my time here. Um, but I really didn't have that, that business knowledge specifically and that technology um, knowledge. And as Adam just mentioned, technology is evolving you know, faster than we can handle often. And uh, so I really wanted to get those skills and, and get that, uh, you know, evolve my skill set and grow um, as a learner, as, as a leader. Um, and I knew that, that I loved my undergrad experience, and so I figured uh, let's, let's go back for round two. And do you remember what your first impressions were of that program, coming back looking to gain very specific skills? Yeah. What I, what I loved about it was we're learning it in real time. So, for example, with the broadcast and digital journalism department, journalism ethics, journalism best practices, those things have been around for decades. And, and so we know what are the good rules, what are the good practices, whereas new media or advanced media management, uh, we're, we're sort of learning, learning it in real time together. And I thought that was really exciting. We're collaborating. We're talking every day. We're reading current events. Uh, th so that really actually tied in the, the journalism aspect. You always have to be learning. And I really love that both uh, about Adam, about Shelley Palmer, our, one of our other professors. Really, all the professors were, were doing it right now, staying current, staying on top of things because it's changing every day. Adam, as you hear Michael talk about the things that he took away as first impressions, does that make you smile a little bit? Are those the things you were hoping people would take away in the program? Yeah, because I'm glad to hear that we are delivering on our promise. And when we think about getting students in that program, the program is great, but you have to attract students to it. Michael had very specific ideas about this kind of skills he thought he needed. How are you promoting or sort of presenting this program to prospective students who may have a real clear idea of where they want to be like Michael, but some of them might not. They might be making decisions between your program and a couple of other ones. I think one of the things to emphasize with this program is that our grads go off and they are in all areas of, of media. So we have grads that work in streaming TV entertainment. We have grads that work in the advertising industry. We have grads that work at big tech. So this isn't a, a program where when you come out, you're going to only be able to get a job in a really focused specific uh, area. Um, along with that, I think it's the emphasis on technology that's just really attractive. And, you know, when you come in, you better be ready to write some code. You better be ready to work with data and do some data analytics. And I think, you know, specifically, as Michael mentioned, a lot of these skills now, the basics are required for most jobs in media. And so it's, again, gratifying to hear Michael talk about how he was aware enough to understand where his gaps in knowledge were and saw that our program would, would fill those gaps. 
as someone who's now gone through that program, if you're talking to prospective students, what do you tell someone is unique about the program? Sure. So I think uh, the first thing that's unique is, um, you know, it's it's. I had never really thought about media with technology it, as as much as this program focuses on it. You know, it, I, it was super basic. Like, all right, if I'm making a, a news a news package, a news story, like I used to, taking out my camera, I'm taking out my lighting kit. That was the, that was the technology to me. Now it's artificial intelligence. Now it's um, augmented virtual and mixed reality. Um, now it's talking, going in depth on streaming services and what makes a good user experience. So different aspects of technology that I never really thought of, but we, uh, even if you're not in the media industry, you use every single day. Um, so that was probably the most eye-opening to me when I, when I first came, came in. And as part of this program, you're able to attend CES. Talk a little bit about what that is for people who aren't who aren't familiar with it, and sort of what that experience was like for you. Sure. So, yeah, the Consumer Electronics Show that was an absolute pleasure uh, to have the opportunity to attend. Um, thanks to Adam Shelley Palmer, um, who has his own technology consulting uh, business, and um, he is an absolutely invaluable member of the Advanced Media Management Program. Um, it was pheno- phenomenal to to learn under him and work with him this year. So. Uh, every year, Shelly and Adam uh, are going to take a couple students out, out to Vegas to the Consumer Electronics Show, largest uh, tech conference in North America. Um, thousands of companies go table there, a ton of global press coverage, companies from all over the world. Um, so we got to go around, look at, we, we had, I believe, five days there. So we just got to walk around, experience everything that we could. Um, just such a rush of excitement because it's every... It's seemingly every tech company, big tech company, trying to show off their latest and greatest. And that was just such a thrill. First-hand experience, they're debuting it right then. Granted, some of these are just concepts and or prototypes and may not be available for years, if at all. But just so exciting to see what's coming next before anyone else does. Uh, so that, that was really a thrill uh, to be a part of it. And Adam, how important is it to be able to offer that kind of an experience to students that the classroom time is obviously valuable, but to get out and see what some of the, the leaders in that space are pushing forward, how important is that for the program? Yeah, I mean, my pitch to the dean to create this experience was essentially, um, you know, listen, we want our students to, you know, stay at the cutting edge, so to speak, and know exactly what's going on in the industry. They have to know what CES is, and they have to attend CES. So very important. And let's not forget to thank the dean also for the support for for this program, of course. And Michael, during your time there, were there any things you saw out at CES that really stood out to you? And still today, you you think about how groundbreaking some of that is? Sure. So uh, first and foremost, it seemed like the theme of CES this year, or last year rather, was, was partnerships. And what I mean by that is companies combining forces, which we don't see a lot often. We just see, you know, butting heads and competition in the spirit of capitalism. But here we saw media and tech companies or multiple tech companies coming together, combining their minds, combining their resources to make incredible products. So, for example, one thing that, that really stood out to me was Sony and Honda came together and created a vehicle, created a car called the Afila, Sony Honda Mobility Afila. Uh, and the essence of that, they say, is feel. So 
Uh, it's an electric car, and um, there are some incredible aspects of it and features like 45 sensors and cameras. It's um, supposed to be autonomous on level three. So uh, they they also have PlayStation compatibility in the vehicle. Uh, touch screens in there. So basically combining entertainment technology and the automotive industry in one. So just just combining, you know, the powers that be with that was, was incredible. Uh, another thing that I really liked from Canon uh, was their free viewpoint system. And they're actually implementing that in a few uh, NBA arenas across the country. So what that is, is Canon takes 100 4K cameras and they place them throughout, for example, a basketball arena. And the purpose of the cameras is you, as the fan, can then watch a game or, or whatever the event is from basically any vantage point, which I thought was just incredible. And I actually got to experience that. Um, they applied it towards film production. And recently there was a film that came out, um, A Knock at the Cabin, an M.I. Shyamalan film. And what they did with this free viewpoint system was they took one scene of the film and when they were filming it, they implemented those 4K cameras around the set. And so I got a demonstration of this at CES in Las Vegas where I could select the vantage point that I wanted to watch the scene be played out as. So for example, one moment I was a cricket on the ground of the driveway watching the scene play out. The next moment I was a crow flying from tree to tree. And the next I was character A or character B. So. Just the possibilities. It's not only sports, film production, you know, music videos. It was just absolutely mind-blowing that, that that technology is here now. Just hearing what you just say about the, the ability to watch a movie at different vantage points, it doesn't even feel like it's on the radar for so many consumers right now. Are we on the verge of the way we consume media just drastically being flipped on its head? I think I think yes, and I'll start with um, I'm a big fan of sports. Baseball and football are my two big sports, but I also just you know mentioned free viewpoint as it comes to basketball. I think a lot of these companies, as they implement tech with with media and the fan experience, it's all about making it more immersive, making the fan feel like they're there, making the the movie viewer feel like oh wow I'm in the scene. Um, and I know a lot of companies are trying to do that with these VR and AR headsets and whatnot. But feeling like you're in the moment uh, is really something that we're seeing uh, ac across a lot of these new a lot of these new products. So, um, like Sony also had um, their virtual fan engagement technology, which is they put sensors around and they partnered with Manchester City, the soccer club out of England. And so they have a metaverse uh, version of their soccer stadium. And fans can have a you know this virtual avatar in this stadium's metaverse where they can go meet with other virtual fans from a, around the world and they can they have their avatar on the field. You can watch the game through sort of a, a gamified version, gamified lens, different vantage points similar to Canon's technology. So the technology is endless as it comes to sports and, and film production. And so I think, you know, to answer your question, yes, it's, it's going to completely change the way that we create media and content and the way that we view it and interact with it. The short answer is yes, absolutely. You know, media consumption habits are constantly evolving and changing. You know, for example, er, early last year, TikTok became the most visited website in, in the world, right? Gen Z is watching more YouTube than they are watching TV. And however you want to define TV, we 
I'm sure not everybody is even agreeing on that. So the short answer is, uh, is yes. And Michael, as someone who's gone through this program now, you have, you've had that time at CES, so you've gotten to see stuff up close, you've gotten to learn a lot of things in the classroom. Looking forward, where do you see yourself going with this newfound knowledge, with these newfound experiences? What do you see as like the next steps for you? Sure. So right now I'm, I'm looking at different types of companies. And one thing that is both uh, exciting and a little, little nerve-wracking for me is that my skill set, I think, is a unique one, and I think that it could apply to different types of companies. So, for example, as I mentioned, I'm a sports fan, so I'm looking at sports teams, sports leagues. I'm also looking at entertainment companies. I used to be an employee over at Paramount in their news division and documentary divisions, but obviously Paramount is a huge you know, global entertainment company. Um, so I'm, I'm leaning in the entertainment or sports worlds. I've learned a lot about video gaming this year, which I really had no... Um, you know, professional knowledge of beforehand. That is so much larger than I ever could have imagined. So I'm thinking about gaming as well. Um, but what I want to really do is combine the skill set that I have from my undergrad experience here in the broadcast and digital journalism program, my time with CBS News, and then my newfound skill set with, new me- uh, with advanced media management and sort of uh, combine all of that and to one day be in a managerial executive type role. Obviously, that's a that's a long road, um, but but helping a company optimize their con- their content, strategize, grow a brand, grow their audience. Also, very interested in international distribution and audience development abroad. So, um, there, I, I think that there are a couple avenues I could go down. So, finally, Adam, in what ways do you see the program growing in the future? So, big things. Big things mm-hmm. are in the in the works. So. Um, along with our Newhouse CES fellowships, we also spend a week every spring in New York City for an immersion where we hear from alumni and we also get to do some site visits. So I'm always looking to expand that either to make it longer or just bring in more and different people for the students to, to hear from. Getting back to the CES fellowships, I think there are some very um, strategic partnerships that we can make out in Las Vegas where CES happens. Las Vegas has a lot of new, really cool things going on in the areas of tech and media. One of the other things that I think our program will explore in the near future is formal partnerships with industry and media companies. I think that we would like to either be doing some research on behalf of these companies to explore really big issues or maybe building products or testing out products for, for them in some way. Again, I think it would be a, a symbiotic relationship in terms of us being able to do research, but the students also getting that real world experience with whatever is new and fresh and shiny. Adam, Michael, thanks so much for stopping by today. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Pleasure. Thanks for having us. Thanks for listening to Newhouse Impact, a collaboration between WAER and the Newhouse School at Syracuse University. Our associate producer is Emma Hudson. And a special thanks to Dr. Regina Luttrell, Associate Dean of Research and Creative Activity. Find more from the department at newhouse.syr.edu research. You can find more about this podcast at waer.org. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. 
I'm Kevin Kloss. Thanks for listening. Thank you.